We've been raving all offseason about how the Panthers are greatly set up for the future based on their cap situation. But what do some of the national writers feel about the Florida Panthers? On today's episode, we are going to be talking about contract efficiency ranks. Where do the Florida Panthers rank as far as the rest of the NHL landscape? And we're also going to talk about the individual grades for each contract from a national writer, as lo- uh, along with talking about the upcoming Atlantic Division power rankings that the Locked On NHL channel will be discussing on Thursday's episode of Locked On NHL. And we're gonna and I'm gonna give mine of what I think. We're gonna discuss that more on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this Thursday, August 4th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listener of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listener of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Rodent and Locked On NHL World to be covering all the offseason activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, once again, we are here to discuss the great position that the Florida Panthers are in because. An article came out yesterday from The Athletic from Dom Luschichin, um, who a lot of you guys know him as Don from The Athletic. He, that's that's just been his Twitter display name for, for a while. But Dom Luschichin uh, wrote an article yesterday about contract efficiency for each NHL team ranking from 32nd all the way to first. And the way this model works, as Dom pointed out in his article, talked about efficiency based on your cap hit. Age also has to do with the factor in to these contracts and surplus values as well for each individual contract and also a little bit of a game score game score value added from what each individual player and each team brings based on individual performance and this include and spoiler alert this includes skaters this does not include goalies but in segment number two when we discuss each individual individual panther we will talk about the goalie <laughs> unfortunately but as far as ranks for the panthers they are seen as the number one team 
as far as contract efficiency. I always thought that they were kind of in the top 10, even maybe even top five based on efficiency. But to have them as number one is a great position to be in. And of course, contract efficiency doesn't necessarily result into wins. It doesn't necessarily um, go into necessarily winning a Stanley Cup. But it talks about positioning yourself. And that's all we can ask for. And let's just go around like where the, our own very own Atlantic division lies and the rest of the teams there about where they rank as far as contract efficiency. The Montreal Canadiens, they're seen as the 32nd worst team when it comes to contract efficiency. Some of the players that score a poor grade are are one of them is Nick Suzuki, a 20, 22 year, years old, uh, signed an eight year deal just just last season. He's seen as one of the uh, uh, he, he's he has a D minus as far as his grade, and the probability of the probability of him scoring based on his cap hit as far as the surplus just doesn't match with of course the winning and of course let's let's also forget that Montreal is in a rebuild and that it doesn't it's really hard to judge a player when when the team around him isn't the best uh some of the an aging contract for for that they have on the Canadians is David Savard of course you want a Stanley Cup the um the second go round for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but there is still quite a few years left on that deal for the Montreal Canadiens. There's also Josh Anderson, who has a whole bunch of years left on his contract. Mike Hoffman, who we know as Panther fans is a one-trick pony. Joe Druin has had his fair share of injury problems, uh, too, after being a third overall pick from the Tampa Bay Lightning traded for Mikhail Sergachev. So, Montreal is ranked number 32nd in this model. The next one is Buffalo. Of course, they're they're still trying to build their team. And also this model does not include um, players under ELC. It includes players based on bigger contracts and non and non-ELC players. But Buffalo, of course, the players who are not on their ELCs, they have to find a way to get to the cap floor. And for Buffalo, they're in their in their situation, of course, the best contract on their team, Tage Thompson, has a great career, uh, had a had a great season, excuse me, after the trade for Ryan O'Reilly. Of course, Ryan O'Reilly came went on to win the Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues after that trade, one year left on that deal. So they're they're going to have to find a way to extend them. Alex Tuck is another uh, good contract on, on that team after the Jack Eichel trade. So they're starting to get a few players together, but still some of the bad contract grades on their team as far as efficiency, Jeff Skinner, uh, Henry Okiharu as well. Rasmus Dahlin is seen as a C plus, and he has one year, two years left on his deal. Number one overall pick defenseman for the Buffalo Sabres. And 
uh, as far as efficiency based on contract, doesn't look good as far as that model of game score value added for for this article from The Athletic. So old friend Vinny Hinestroza for the Panthers, he's, he's on this model, uh, graded as a B- minus for the Buffalo Sabres as far as his value added. At, and, and of course, a cap hit of 1.7, you know, Sometimes you're throwing darts at a dartboard, seeing what what can stick. Detroit's on Detroit's on this. The worst contract grade uh, of this one is Ben Sherratt, and we Panther fans uh, know very well of what we've seen lately, um, recently of Ben Sherratt. And of course, not mad about trading for Ben Sherratt. I'm just not over over. I'm just not over the moon of what the Panthers gave up to get him and. I was just like, okay, they give up a first round pick and for for this, and it's not not it's not a knock against him, but I was just expecting more and not as many uh, uh, rush chances the other way while Ben Schrott is on the ice as well. Of course, does bring some value with penalty killing and is going to be a good mentor for that for that young Detroit Red Wings team. But as far as contract value, that's a term that's a term that for Ben Sherratt at 4.8, it, it, there's a possibility that that one doesn't age well. And they still have decisions to make on Dylan Larkin, who's going to become an, uh, a free agent next year. But Detroit does have $43 million in cash space next season to sign Dylan Larkin, and then they still have a few more years before they have to sign Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider. Some of the good uh, contracts that are seen from the Detroit Red Wings, Tyler Bertuzzi, after having a a really good season last year, regardless of everything that happened with him off the ice. Mark Pesek, as far as defensemen, we we Panther fans know about Mark Pesek, the hybrid, uh, with one year left and less than a million value as far as his cap hit uh he's ranked the the best out of everyone on the detroit red wings the ottawa senators uh ranked 21st in this model and for ottawa they have the best one of 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 that deal of that uh, on that team as as far as deals alex the brinkett of course 40 goal score. It's not a surprise that having after having two straight 40 goal seasons that his he, he is graded as far as the best on the team. Drake Batherson, homegrown talent, five years left on 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 that contract at five million. That one's another one for the for the Sens. Claude Giroux, former Panther, is seen as a B minus on that on that squad at six point five and surplus value. Uh, has them at 0.6 million for for that. Brady Kachuk, their captain, is a B minus as well. Matthew Joseph, we've seen him in the division before with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's also up there as far as their contract grades. The next one, it's funny. This this one's this one's a surprising one. The Tampa Bay Lightning are seen as the 12th best team as far as contract. Efficiency, and I also looked up to see because 
Tampa Bay had a quiet offseason, and they focused more on extending some of their homegrown talent, like a Nick Paul, Anthony Sorelli, Mikhail Sergachev. And I'm thinking, hmm, they are paying their players as like a thank you for winning them Stanley Cups. And I looked up, what does their, we talk about Boston's roster aging, we talk about Pittsburgh's roster aging, but in fact, Tampa Bay's current roster as far as average age is older than Pittsburgh, according to Elite Prospects, just look the, the average age of every NHL team. Tampa Bay's third, third oldest in, in, at 28.57 years. So with the model that, that Dom Luchichin has as far as cap hit and age, there is a possibility, and I'm, I'm sure Panther fans love hearing this, is that some of those contracts towards the tail end don't age well. And, of course, Tampa Bay could be on the tail end on the second half of those contracts. Could really Those could really not age well. And we're seeing it right now with the San Jose Sharks. Even though they didn't win a cup, they're ranked 31st as far as contract efficiency. So, so with with that, it, it kind of makes sense as to as why I just didn't expect them to be that low. The Boston Bruins, they're ranked number fifth, five in in this model. They they the contracts that are given a good grade are Charlie McAvoy. We just spoke about him yesterday. Uh, number one defenseman, uh, two 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 way guy. Who could play on both ends of the ice? Matt Grizzlick, uh, three point seven million as his cap hit with two years left, and his surplus value is seen um, with with uh, ten ten point five, and with uh, then also another one, Brad Marchand, six point one for for three th- with three years left. Um, of course, the Bruins, they still have a, their fair share of injuries on the team. But as far as setup and as far as what they're going to get from each contract, they're, they look like that they're also in great position. Jake DeBrusque, though he he did rescind his uh, trade value, excuse me, he did rescind his trade request off of the Bruins from this past trade deadline. Looks like that he's going to look it's a team friendly deal that they have there with debrusque and who knows uh, a a younger a, a younger player in uh debrusque uh a possibility for him to still add value with the contract that he has third is toronto some of the worst contracts on the toronto maple leafs is kind of makes sense uh with john Tavares. john Tavares is seen as one of the worst contracts on that team um, and there's been rumors all off season about possibly moving him, but that's just a really hard contract to move. Of course, the the value contracts there are Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, Michael Bunting. I mean, Michael Bunting's only make making one million with one year left on his deal. William Nylander's up there. Uh, Mark Giordano is is up there as far as contract efficiency because of the fact that he's a veteran. Veteran guy, a former Norris Trophy winner, and he's not even making a million dollars. So that, as far as value of of the contract, is seen as 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 a good grade for the 
Maple Leafs. And then the Florida Panthers, you have them at number one with, with a lot of A's. So next segment, we're going to talk about who are the players who have an A+, plus, an A, and even below, and why, and if I agree with them. We are going to discuss that next on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on each individual player on the Panthers. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events and at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resources for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment here on this Thursday, August 4th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. We're continuing this conversation on contract efficiency in the NHL. And once again, the Florida Panthers are ranked number one in the NHL as far as contract efficiency. Um, What the Florida Panthers get as far as cap hit and what they bring to the table. The highest grade on the team, Matthew Kachuk, 9.5 million AAV, just coming off a 40-goal season and 24 years old. In his prime, by the time that contract ends, 32 years old. So value that you're going to get in the lifespan of that contract is a, is a high probability, and that's something that we've talked about. And I'm sure this is something that Dom Luschichin thought about right before writing this article. Alexander Barkov, he will be entering his first year of his new deal. And, of course, had he not gotten hurt, he would have had a 40-goal season. I mean, he had 39 after missing so much time this season, more than 10 games this season. Crazy to think. Anthony Duclair is another uh, player on this model that got an A minus, uh, first time scoring 30 goals in a season. And of course, we're hoping that when he does eventually come back from his injury, that he's still able to skate at the speed that he once did. Because of course, that first move, when you make that first move while skating and you plant your foot, that's that's got to be a hard injury to come back from. Um, so I'm. My hope for Duke is that he's he's still able to have that burst and that that Achilles is is isn't going to hold him back. And who knows, he might have to change his game a little bit with instead of a whole bunch of rush opportunities. There's going to be. Uh, I mean, we saw him score more goals via the one timer last season, so we might see more of that this season from Duke once he does come back. Carver Hagee's another one. I mean, think about think about that. The the Florida Panthers got this guy for free after Tampa, but didn't qualify him an offer. He was the best player on the team um, in the postseason. him, Claude Giroux and Sergei Bobrovsky and a $4.2 million cap hit for the next uh, three years. It's just, it's just a great situation for the, the Panthers, Sam, Sam Reinhardt, a B plus he's, he's ranked uh, uh, the, the fifth best contract on, on this team. 6.5 career high in power play goals. Um, and we saw what he was in Buffalo when Jack Eichel wasn't even on the ice. Rodel Balsers is a uh, one that's also a B. Um, 
less than a million uh, dollars as far as a cap hit, and then had um, played a bottom six role for the for the Sharks last season, had a career high in in points. So that's a value contract that the that is on the Panthers possibly. Colin White is 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 one as well who has a B minus um, bought out by the Senators, had some injury is- issues before being bought out, but it's a possibility that if healthy, Colin White could produce at a at possibly a a high level for the Panthers. Defenseman, Aaron Ekblad, A plus, 7.5, of course. We talked about even this week about when Ekblad first signed his extension in 2016, how when the market, when we see what the defenseman market is, a lot of them are getting their 9.5 or above million dollars. I mean, we see look at the Drew Doughty's of the world, the Eric Carlson's of the world, the Zach Ransky's of the world, the Seth Jones of the world. All of them are making nine. Uh, million dollars more. I mean, I didn't look up each um, contract efficiency grade on each of those individual players. I, I I will have to look at those later just to see where where those grades are. But seeing that Aaron Ekblad is at an A plus with that seven point five cap hit, it's a it's still an incredible value that uh, Tom Rowe and Dale Talon did at that time for that for that contract. Gus Forsling two point seven with two years. Let's not forget that. He was a big part of this team being protected in the expansion draft just last season, and he re- ready to become the number one def- um, a number one defenseman on this team along with Aaron Ekblad. Of course, we saw how he drives the play, how he's able to recover as far as his skating. He, great skater. We 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 don't talk about enough of how great of a skater Gus Forsling is, and. Another player that Bill Zito got for free. That's an that Don Luschichin grades that as an A. Some of the contracts on this team that are not graded so well, and it's one of them is a surprise. The other one is not. The non we're, let's talk about the not non surprises first. Patrick Hornquist. This is something that we've spoken about all all off season about a possible trade for him because. Playing fourth line minutes, twelve minutes a night, and not getting the production that he once did when he was in Pittsburgh, and even last season, excuse me, two seasons ago now, <laughs> with his first season the Panthers being that net front presence on the power play, and that production just went down. We saw a little bit of a slower step for Patrick Hornquist uh, this season, and he could start off in the top six to start the season within the first five games and then make his way back to the fourth line. And I mean, we, we can see how quickly uh, coaches can switch. Uh, I mean, Sam Reinhardt started on the top line game one of last season within a period, he was shifted down to the third line Duke to the first line and it didn't change for a while. So we could even very well see a situation where it even switches within a period just because of familiarity with the roster. But as far as efficiency, surplus value, uh, Patrick Hornquist's surplus value is minus 1.2 million. Uh, Another contract that is a not so good grade on the team is Mark Stahl. And this one's not a surprise as well. A little bit on the older side, expecting him to be on more of, playing more penalty kill minutes for the Panthers. Like we talked about, 
he was fifth in total time on ice average for the Detroit Red Wings last season, but first in defenseman in time on ice shorthanded. So he he's he's gonna he's gonna play more of a role on the penalty kill and of course the third line third pairing um it for the defense core as as well. So his but listen with Mark Stahl making not even a million dollars this season, I'm not gonna freak out too much about his his grade being at a C plus with, with that contract. This is another this is this one came a little bit of a surprise for me. It's a loose terrain. $1.5 million cap hit for the next two years. Surplus value is seen as a 2.7 uh, min- minus $2.7 million. And for Etu, of course, he's he, he, he doesn't really score a lot of goals, but of course, valuable penalty kill minutes for, for the Panthers. And I guess that's really what the model here is showing based on how he does that even strength. And he doesn't play on the power play neither. So maybe that's why that maybe that's why he is seen as a grade for as, as a C plus for the Panthers. Everyone else, as far as skaters, they're seen as a B or higher. So really, th- three contracts um, for the team as far as skaters. This does not include goalies. Funny enough, um, I, I wonder what Dom would have graded it uh, as far as Sergei Bobrovsky as far as his contract value uh, excuse me contract efficiency based on this model but once again even with the even with the contract of Sergei Bobrovsky there is still lots of room for the Panthers to still make a a competitive roster around the team so even with the 10 10 million dollar cap hit for the Panthers and hey we're we're going to later on in the off season. We're going to be discussing if we can expect Sergey Bobrovsky to have a repeat of this last season. And of course, it's not to the point of ten million dollars. But hey, Sergey Bobrovsky has been was reliable last season, and that's that is something that we can takeaway knowing that last season he was not the problem for the Panthers in the postseason so we can breathe easy as far as that so I'm not I'm not as hard on him this offseason as I was the previous one of course segment number three we're going to be discussing the upcoming power rankings for the locked on NHL channel and I'm going to give my predictions on who number one I voted for as far as eight to one in the Atlantic division. And we're going to talk about that next here on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Thursday, August 4th edition of the show. And I got a message yesterday about Atlantic division power rankings heading into the season. And you know, it's in the locked on NHL host group chat that that we have this uh, that we have this in. And joking around, joking around, I was talking about how how many friends am I going to have from the locked on NHL channel once these rankings are posted? Joking around with that, but you know, it's kind of with 
with this ranking, of course, it doesn't always determine what's going to happen, of course, just like power rankings in general. Last year, the Florida Panthers were number one, number one, number one, over and over and over again. But then the moment they drop, I'm like, okay, screw it. Let's just continue playing the games and let the season roll out. So I don't want all of you guys to freak out when the rankings do come out from the Lockdown NHL channel and, of course, the rankings that I'm about to give right now for the Panthers and, of course, the rest of the Atlantic Division. So here is what I, my rankings go and <laughs> kind of like the college football playoff if you watch college football resume has a factor in it recent success postseason success too and of course projection to this season have a lot to do with it so a little bit of recent history and what has been done in this most recent offseason to make sure that each individual team is getting to that next level and 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 of course some teams are in different stages some teams are rebuilt some teams are trying to get to a wild card spot some teams have fallen short and are trying to get past x round in the case of the florida panthers the second round now so i'm going to start with the worst team that i have in the atlantic division as far and and don't get it twisted this is not division standings this is the best these are the best teams as far as recent history and positioning for the future as of right now number eight i have the montreal canadians of course just recently having the number one overall pick quite a few not so good contracts with a little bit of term of course they were able to get rid of the contract of jeff petrie this past off season but still have uh quite a little bit of work to do after selecting your number one overall buffalo for me is ranked number seven for me it's just really a i gotta see it to believe it for the buffalo sabers of course uh with with buffalo tage thompson we spoke about him um earlier in the show how he had he had a career season owen power is going to be coming into the mix uh th this season young players like an alex tuck and peyton krebs young goalie and ukapeka as well Devin levi hasn't uh signed his elc yet but there's hope for as far as the goaltending department in buffalo so there there's hope there for them but for me with how long they've been out of the playoffs at this point it's just to see it to believe it for the sabers number six is detroit i like their team very young however once again i it's a see it to believe it the the Ben Sherat contract doesn't look the best as far as the cap hit, like we spoke about in Dom Luschichin's uh, model. There, I have them ranked as number six. Boston, funny enough, in the in the model shown it, that we talked about today, they're they're seen as ranked number five. But of course, with all the injuries as well, and and them being an aging roster, they're they're as far as average age. On their roster, there there are the eighth oldest roster in the NHL at twenty seven point nine two years, so they are ranked number five in my personal power rankings. Number four, I might be drinking the Kool Aid a little bit, and I talked about that on the way too early show on a team that could possibly make the playoffs, and I have the Ottawa Senators at number four, and of course that can that can change when we do have our our actual season predictions. So my 
playoff predictions as far as who makes it could very well change. I have them at, at number four. We talked about Debrinket, Claude Drew, number one defenseman, and Thomas Shabbat as well. Captain Brady Kachuk um, just signed an extension just last offseason. So great position that now and in the future um, took a little bit of time for them to get get their get it together. But it seems that they're going to be more in the chase of the wild card um, this year. Toronto is number three for, for me. Of course, uh, they got a little worse in the goaltending department with uh, Matt Murray has dealt with a lot of injury issues. Uh, and for Toronto, I think they're still good enough to make the playoffs. But man, if Matt Murray goes down, mm, they're in big trouble. I, I just don't know what to make of the Toronto Maple Leafs situation if Matt Murray happens to go down. And we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> like, that's something to definitely monitor all all, all season as far as their... Uh, their their goaltending department number two i have the florida panthers of course recent recent history for the panthers of course second in the division two years ago in the COVID shortened season 56 game season it was a foundational season a season of growth at the time went and made a whole bunch of moves giving up a lot of draft capital uh, getting up to the cap ceiling for the team and they're still finding a way to still remain competitive but this team has still fallen short in in the, in the postseason still not making a conference final but hey good news is they got over the first round woes for 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 the team so there's still great opportunities for this team to still have success down the road and of course this is more like by default for for the florida panthers as far as right now, based on recent success, three straight Stanley Cup final appearances, two championships out of it. And even, and this is the thing, Tampa Bay, with a, a lot of their injuries, even 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 with not looking as dominant this time around, this most, this most recent season, they've still found a way to limp through the regular season and limp through and get to the Stanley Cup final. It just... And a lot of it had to do with experience and leadership on that squad, too. So that it's it's more like resume, like we 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 compared to like with the college football playoff, and that's why Alabama always makes it every year. But <laughs> like so, with with this ranking, resume and most recent success with with that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to win the division or even advance far into postseason. But as far as positioning, they still kept the majority of their uh, core together. And even the some of the role players, like we talked about earlier in the show, of course, they lost a piece in Andre Palat as well and Ryan McDonough. But still, they still have at least a few years to still be competitive. And of course, those contracts and extensions that they gave out in, early in the offseason, those were thank you for helping us win cups uh, type of deals uh, that the Tampa Bay Lightning gave out. And hey, um, if for the Panthers, if they win and then they gave out extensions and those uh, don't uh, look well towards the tail end of it, you think to yourself, 
hey, they want some cups out of it. I mean, look at the Chicago Blackhawks right now. They are, they have torn it down after winning three in a six-year span. And the only ones remaining are the two main players from that team in Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. And everyone else is gone. And, of course, the, giving up a whole bunch of draft capital and being near the cap ceiling as well and even using LTIR got Chicago to where they are. And listen, I'm not going to complain about LTIR again after the Panthers were able to use Aaron Ekblad's LTIR space to to get another draft pick and, of course, getting Robert Haig, even though he really didn't play. But if, you, if you're using it to your advantage, hey, it's not illegal. So with with the Panthers, hey, they're, they're still in really great position, and we're going to discuss where they eventually end up ranking based on the Locked On NHL host voting. But these are my votes for the power rankings. But we're going to discuss the actual turnout of the votes tomorrow and what hap- what it, what the results will end up being. And we're going to discuss whether, of course, we, dis- we agree or disagree based on the rankings that I gave just now to you guys. So make sure you tune in to tomorrow's episode of Locked On Panthers. We'll be discussing that and more. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Road. And we'll be covering all the offseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. Sarma Mondavales, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>